holidays are coming, and with them, the Doughboys' annual season of strife. Let's listen, as Nick and Mitch try to maintain their friendship through touring and the November recording crush. Today on Boys, episode 31, Chick-fil-A with Noel Wells, and 132, Foster's Freeze with Holly Prazoff. One, two, three, Boys. Welcome to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I am Aaron Staley. I am Brendan Drischler. Two-person show again this week. Uh, there was no way we could follow up our four-person show with anything no. but a two-host show. Yeah, short of you doing your one-man show. That's not going to happen. I tried that with podcast preview, and it's a lot of work to sit there in front of a <laughs> microphone and talk by yourself for 25 minutes. <laughs> It's it's no it's no good. I know like I, I Bill can Burr can do it, but I'm not Bill Burr. No, that's all right. Uh, how you doing, Brendan? How's your uh, how's the last couple of weeks been for you? Uh, they've been pretty okay. Pretty uh, you know uneventful. Just uh, in the full swing of holidays and happy Hanukkah to you. Incidentally, thank you very much. I am sitting just next to my lit menorah as it uh, as it burns down. Figured that's it would be nice, nice company. As the episode yeah, yeah let me get a picture of that before the uh, candles go away that'll be a nice thing to show <laughs> yeah so. yeah it's hanukkah i sort of only figured out like this morning that it was hanukkah but <laughs> luckily i had uh menorah and all that left over from last year so i had enough like supplies to do the thing oh it's a hanukkah miracle that's right. <laughs> the candles that lasted two years. <laughs> I kept reaching into the box and finding more candles at the bottom. Your ancestors <laughs> would be very proud of you. That's right. Uh, what What are some uh, Christmas food traditions that you have? I, I, it sounds like Christmas meals are basically just Thanksgiving light. They pretty much are. I think ours is ham. Okay. It's like it, it's the same thing, you know. It is the one flaw of the American holiday system that we cram three major <laughs> holidays into three months, and so really, for the most part, yeah. Wait, hold in on. Terms Are you of, counting Halloween as a major holiday? Of course, I am. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yes. I mean, it, it's not you know a, a <laughs> get you know roast a goose and get the family together holiday, but it is yeah. nonetheless. One I was of the like, ones. is it Valentine's Day? Like, what's the third? President's Halloween, Day, huh? of course. President's Day. You can't yeah. forget President's Day. No. Uh, uh, yeah, it pretty much is just uh, Thanksgiving all over again for the most part, okay. except that we do ham instead of turkey. Do you have any particular like childhood memories of food from the holidays or like particular weird family idiosyncrasies? Oh, I wish that I did. I think we're pretty boring. I feel like, honestly, um, having dated several other Jewish guys that uh, Hanukkah in terms of food probably is the better of the two, really. Hanukkah's where it's at food wise. It really is. I mean, it is about, it is about fried food. Like that's yeah. the point. So it's hard to go wrong with that. It is. I've, I've, it's, it's been a very long time since I've had a latka and I kind of missed that so right about good. now. There's I know they a, really are. Like Jewish deli or something in, in Boston that does latkes. There are. It, they're just sort of out of the way, and only one of them delivers, and it's a very expensive minimum charge you have to hit yeah, for them to do so. I hear so, you. Yeah, it's not something that you can do just on a whim one night. There's a spot down the street from me in D.C. that I have not been to uh, called uh, a, a Star and Shamrock. 
mm-hmm. and it is a Jewish Irish pub. I might have mentioned this on the podcast. <laughs> I before. think you did because I remember that uh, unique combination of things. Yeah, and I still haven't been uh, because the reviews on Yelp are really bad. Apparently, their sandwiches mm-hmm. are like not good. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to go sometime and just get like matzo ball soup and latkes and like a Guinness. Like I just want to. I have to just. Go, I have to do it eventually, right? Right. I mean, um, I feel like that's kind of hard to mess up completely, right? Yeah. Apparently, you know, I've heard the sandwiches are like soggy or whatever, like, yeah. you know, just aren't composed correctly. But there's there is a Hanukkah pop-up bar in D.C. that I'm not. Uh-huh. It's it's owned by like a it's owned by like a Josh Steinman. So like whatever, like he's probably Jewish. Right. But because I researched <laughs> this because I'm it's it's if you want to look it up, uh, the normal the bar is normally called Ivy and Coney. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Hanukkah concept is Chayvi and Cohen E, uh, and it's just—I mean, you read the copy that they have, like to try to advertise this this Hanukkah pop up they have at the bar, and yeah. it's like it's like Jewish puns every every line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's clearly written by somebody who knows what they're talking about. Like it's deep cut stuff at, at points, uh, but it's just such a broad like I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird thing to me. Yeah. Even if it is a Jewish guy running the thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't really gotten to do like Hanukkah food yet. I was going to, I had a Friendsgiving. I was going to make latkes, but I, I ended up hosting it when I, which mm-hmm. I wasn't originally expecting to do. So it was, it was too much. Yeah. Um, I did go to a donut shop and opt not to buy the Sufgan that they had on the menu. I don't know what that is. Sufgan are are uh, jelly donuts, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't like jelly donuts, so so much for that. <laughs> well, that's a good enough reason as any. Yeah, but growing up, my mom did make like homemade donuts a couple times on Hanukkah, which was very very good. See, that's um, some very impressive stuff you have to work with. Yeah, well, and my mom's a great cook too, so it, mm-hmm. that helps that she could, you know, she could be like, "I want to make donuts." Like, all right, go for it, <laughs> pull it off. <laughs> All right, should we jump into these episodes? Uh, what was uh, how, how well do you remember these episodes, Brandon? Oh, not well <laughs> enough. Okay, I know a little bit here. I, yeah, I, I mean, I remember the Chick Fil A one because I remembered mostly that I was confused because I thought they had done it, and then they verified that they indeed had. So yeah. it, it was just good to know that I wasn't completely losing my wits at that point. Uh huh. That helps. Um, they the one thing that they had said, and I don't remember if they had said this in the original Chick-fil-A episode because I don't remember that one like whatsoever. But is it true that Chick-fil-A no longer gives money to right wing causes or at least to non like at least not to anti-gay causes? Yeah, I don't know. I have not done my research. I also have not yeah. been to Chick-fil-A. Uh, well, uh, my ex-wife loves Chick-fil-A and I haven't been back. Let's That's put it that way. Fair. So it's been a year and a half since okay. I've been to Chick-fil-A. Um, I don't know the last time I've been to one because I always felt guilty about going. Yeah. And so I kind of want to verify whether or not that's true. I feel like that's not true, though. It's hard to tell. I mean, yeah, right. The other thing was like it was never like Chick-fil-A corporate. It was like right. the, it was like the family. Some, some VP or something or like right. CEO like it, or something. It was the family that owns like Chick-fil-A. So it wasn't oh, technically the company but it was like you know the the people who are calling the shots there so i mean like corporations are bad anyway right yeah i know i know it's yeah but it's also like when you have a choice to patronize a place that does not associate with a family that openly supports anti-gay causes like 
maybe that is a good time to vote with your money a little bit. Right. I, I mean, at, at the very least, I feel like I can maybe give my money to the least evil of the corporations. Well, is it is it more anti-gay to to give money to anti-gay causes or to to be so evil that gay people <laughs> don't get to feel good about enjoying your good food? In a way. Who? Well, <laughs> well, you've got me there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've got a Chick Fil A. When I walk to my like local bar street, I, I yeah. pass a Chick Fil A as the first restaurant I pass. Well, uh-huh. the first place I would consider going into. Uh-huh. Uh, and and so I, I I like walked past the Chick Fil A while listening to this Chick Fil A episode on my way to get different food and was like, should I go to Chick Fil A for for the podcast? And then I was like, ah, no, no, not really. I don't really want to go to Chick Fil A. Um, uh, I don't know. I should go back though. It's tasty, right? It. it I mean, it is. I'll, I'll do my it is. First. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'll have to do likewise. We actually just got one like near Boston. The it's the first one to have opened anywhere near the city itself. The other ones have all been in the suburbs. And this one yeah. is in Dedham, which is like two towns over from me. So it's not a place that I can easily get to still, but it is a place yeah. that I could get to. So it's also incidentally, people were going like fucking nuts over it. Like for the first month, like the parking lot that's there, it was like you couldn't even get into the parking lot because the drive through oh line God. was so backed up through the parking lot. Jeez. So people fucking love this. I don't understand the buzz over in new fast food places. Like I'll go to a new fast food place, but I mean, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me and I've lived in places where they were more plentiful, but I don't understand like going nuts over a Chick-fil-A, you know, yeah. like they're in, they've been near Boston. So it's not like this is something, you know, it's not like when five guys first came to new England or something, right. right where it right. was this new wild thing. This is like a place that you could get to if you really wanted to. So why are people losing their shit over it now? Yeah. Speaking of five guys, by the way, uh, drama. Yeah, yours. So there are 11, five guys in DC, three of them shut down last week because they didn't pay sales tax to the city. They owed half a million dollars in sales tax to the city. And one of them is the one in LaFont Plaza across the street from across the street from where I work. Uh, so I went in there. I actually posted pictures on the Faux Boys Facebook and Twitter accounts. Uh, so go check those pictures out there of the five guys like gated off there's like a sign at the front that's like this restaurant's license has been revoked or suspended or whatever. It was so weird. That's such a strange like, I don't know. This feels like the dumbest question to ask, but why weren't they paying their taxes? I don't like- think anyone said. And the city was like, we tried to contact them like several times to tell them we were going to revoke their license. So what I what I think it is, is just some like weird, bad bad management thing like uh-huh. not evil management but poor poorly done management yeah yeah of somebody who just like didn't file some emails correctly or put a bad filter on their inbox or something and didn't yeah. see the emails from like district commissioner of restaurant licenses saying you owe us half a million dollars pay up i don't know i don't know that that's so mind-boggling though to like owe that that amount of money and not realize it or yeah. i don't know i don't know the weirdest that's, thing that's a weird situation the next day the lights were on the gate was closed the signs were <laughs> up the lights were on and there were people in there 
So I don't know uh, if they had to like refrigerate something or like get maybe. something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I almost went up and asked, but I didn't want to like get involved in like official business or whatever. God, like, that's like some creepy like Willy Wonka scenario or something where the factory closes down and then years later you see it's open and no one ever goes in yeah. but like chocolate keeps coming out of it so like what I'm trying to say is that I think Five Guys has hired an entire race of pygmies to man the restaurant yep. and you should Sounds probably right. watch out for it some small potato people yep uh, from Idaho farms some very specific Idaho farms yeah and you can know exactly know on the chalkboard <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, eat, they eat peanuts and Coca-Cola <laughs> um yeah that was it felt weird to break real fast food news yeah on our fast on our podcast (laughs) that is only it is to a third degree about fast food i think yeah pretty much uh yeah it's it it was wild um but yeah i i I waited i waited 35 minutes in line for a shake shack once Mm -hmm. um but that was because i was at nationals park at a work thing and i didn't know anybody so i was like let me let me let people settle down and I'll get my Shake Shack and then uh, there will be only one seat left and I'll just have to talk to whoever's there and I won't have to navigate this social situation. Oh, that's very sensible, actually. Yeah. Plus, I really wanted that Shake Shack. I was hungry. And I was like, I will stand here on my phone for 35 minutes. That does not sound bad to me. I do not like baseball that much. <laughs> no, I am not sad to like? be it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I... As long as we're not talking about the like actual subject at hand, I, there, there's a lot to be said. I think for going to a game as long as you plan to like not pay attention and oh, be yeah. there with friends and drink heavily during it. Um, baseball is one of the most boring things I've ever had to watch. Just like I had an ex who was super, super into the Yankees, and so we were like, oh I say we in quotation marks. Here. Ex, we were watching a, a lot of Yankees World fan Series. Too. It's <laughs> And and they, you know, they tend to play a lot of games. Yeah. They tend to do very well. So uh-huh. it's not like, you know, they're going to be out within, you know, three games or something like that. You are in there for the long run. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I like to think of a baseball game as an opportunity to alternately hang out with my friends, take mm-hmm. nice walks, eat yeah. different types of greasy food yep. and drink one to three beers. Exactly. That are I mean, going it, to cost eleven dollars each. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. As long as everyone you are with has the same like level of you know yeah. apathy toward the game, I think you're going to be okay. If you're with people who actually care, then you're not going to have too much of a good time. Yeah, that's the risk. Or if you need to have like a good like a good distribution of people, like you need a couple yeah. goofballs to hang out with, also. Right. To just talk about like anything other than what's going on in the game. Exactly. And you can never catch it's you can never tell when the good stuff happens. Yeah. No, I can't. I don't understand any of it. No, I do understand it, and it's still impossible <laughs> to tra- like. So I grew up watching baseball and football and hockey uh-huh. because my parent box like my parents are like sports heads. Mm-hmm. Um my parents are like the Sklar brothers, basically, if they were like an <laughs> Orthodox Jewish married couple. Yeah, um, I, I get you. They they love alternative comedy they love sports mm-hmm. uh unironically and it's it's wild and i kept waiting to to get it to care you know and everyone mm-hmm. said like it'll click for you eventually you know and then it started it's like it's like all my friends went through <laughs> puberty and i just never got to yeah it, it feels like that a little bit i'm still waiting for it to hit me for like to suddenly like care about the washington nationals or something no, but I feel you. I don't know. It just, yeah. 
What'd you think of this episode? How, how'd, you, how'd you like Noelle? I thought she was like pretty, pretty, a pretty good guest. Yeah, yeah. she was. Pretty good is a good way to describe it, I think. Like, like soft-spoken in a way that sometimes results in guests not being fully a part of the episode, but mm-hmm. so like good at talking that it worked out well anyway. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, that's a, that's an accurate assessment. Do you remember what the uh, Snacker Whack was? It was a Reese's edition of Snacker Whack. What, was, what does that mean? I'm sorry, a Reese's edition? Reese's? 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 Reese's. I'm trying to think what, what new Reese's things have happened. <laughs> this episode happened three weeks ago as we record. Three and a half weeks ago. Thanksgiving. Uh, I should have re-listened up. to it, shouldn't I have? Ugh, I, I should have too, but I have, I have so much other crap. <laughs> Andrew, cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, what'd you think of this episode, Brendan? Oh, it was fine. <laughs> what do you want to give it a, you want to give a rating so we can move on to, to one I might remember a little more? Sure. Three bad hashtags. Nice. Three and a half, baby. Let's go. All right. Welcome to the, what's that? Let's to the bronze plate club. Yay. Uh, I'm Andrew from Nothing New, a remake podcast, and this is my hetero life mate, Justin. What up, Andrew? And what up, world? Nothing New is a remake podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing film buffs together to talk cinema. So we pick a remake or reboot that we all watch and discuss it at length. Then we talk about the original film. I love movies! Me too, buddy. Check us out on BenviewNetwork.com or on iTunes. Nothing Nothing new! A remake podcast! Moving right along, uh, Holly preys off on the uh, Foster's Freeze episode. Have you heard of Foster's Freeze before? Never. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was just me. No, I've never heard of this before. And it sounded I mean, like even, Holly hadn't. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, even when he explained it in the intro as to like the origins of it, I was still like, that doesn't feel like a real thing. Like, yeah. this doesn't feel like a thing that should actually exist. It, it's so, so weird, too, that there's this whole Manson and like whatever connection. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess goes a lot toward, you know, the the perils of recording the intro, you know, like several weeks before an episode is oh, actually yeah, going he to He died, air. right? Yeah. Oh, yes. He died. And like, I think Weiger at some point explicitly says like, he's still living in California or oh. something like that. And I was like, oh, man, like you could have said anything. You could have just mentioned him. A real but Hillary yeah, moment. That part in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's really affecting the timeless quality of the podcast. I know. I have to say. Right. So, so far, Nick's gotten two things wrong. He thinks that Hillary yeah. is president and that Charles uh, Manson is still Manson alive. Is alive and well. Yeah. Well, in Hillary Clinton America. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think he'd learn after the Clinton thing. Well, although you don't you don't expect <laughs> Charles Manson just up and die on you. No, no. You really think that someone like that is just probably going to live to be like 103 or something. Right. Just you the know? way the world ends up working. Yeah. Like, of course, yeah, he's just, of, of course, the swastika tattoo man stays alive. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Killing it. Really, really doing great. <laughs> yeah. I've barely even been to a restaurant like this. Foster's well, it's. Like Dairy Queen, right? Which I've never like, that's been what to. He's... Okay, so I've been to Dairy Queen for ice cream, but I've never been to Dairy Queen for food. No, I'm sorry. I have been to Dairy Queen. I got a hot dog there after I bought okay. my car. <laughs> I was with... Was it a celebration or... Yeah, so my my ex's uncle helped me buy my car because I was 22 when I bought my car. And uh, I think it was just helpful to have an adult there to to make it seem yeah. like I was a little more hard to take advantage of. Right. Um, and so he 
he he and his kids came to like get celebratory DQ. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got like a hot dog. I love hot dogs. I'll get them wherever, you know, and it was tasty. Yeah. But it is, I, I find the combination of, and this is probably my really hitting it hard this week, my like Jewish background, like an Orthodox kosher background coming into play. Mm-hmm. But like, I find the concept of a ice cream slash hot dog restaurant to be very, very bizarre. It's, I mean, I agree with you. It Even is a little weird shakes. to me. I don't know. See that I can handle. It's, it's, I think it's mostly just that. I associate Dairy Queen as an ice cream place. It would be like if Baskin Robbins was like, hey, we have sandwiches now. Like, That's kind of what Friendly's why? is like, right? Uh, well, Friendly's is, more of, Friendly's is more of a sit-down, like, family-style yeah. restaurant. So, like, they have an excuse. Like, admittedly, it might have started with ice cream, but at least they had the decency to create an entire, you know, right. like, IHOP-esque situation out of it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just, I, I I don't know. Like, what what would make Dairy Queen think that it should have hamburgers, I guess, is the question. Yeah, it's a and weird I don't choice. Know, maybe they're good. I've never had them. Like, maybe if I had a Dairy Queen near my office, I would consider going there for lunch sometime. Yeah, no, I'd love but, to have one. I'd love to try one one day, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, again, similar to Chick-fil-A's, they're all out in the suburbs around here. So if I wanted to go to a Dairy Queen, it would be like, I want to say, maybe a 40-minute car ride. And it's Woof. just not that worth it. Yeah, there's none near me that I know of here. It's the same thing where I've like been like in the vicinity of them other times and been like, oh, I'm close to mm-hmm. that Dairy Queen. I just don't mind. But then, you know, it just <laughs> it just never happened, you know? Yeah, I remember the last time I was at one was when Jurassic World had come out because <laughs> I had a Jurassic World themed blizzard and i don't remember what the deal was with it except that it was like it was like a lazy ass like promo where i want to say it was like it was cookie dough with chocolate ice cream or something like you guys clearly weren't trying with this one you just wanted to like throw something out there real quick and i also found it very like i guess this is a corporate mandate or something that whenever you get a blizzard there they first hold it out to you and then they turn it upside down so to indicate that like it's very thick and it won't fall out but like i don't need that no yeah i'll I'll take your word for it you know it's a weird thing because they want to make sure you know it's not a it's not a milkshake right exactly and you know hey what whatever you guys want to do to differentiate yourself from the crowd i guess yeah it's you know I, i don't care yeah, Mitch had some takes about milkshakes in this episode, too. Yes, I vaguely recall that part. Yeah, listen, I I, I don't understand the logic that a blizzard is not a milkshake, because what the hell else is no. it? Well, it, it, yeah, well, right, because then it goes to the whole, like, the frosty thing, too, like they said, right? Right. Like, what is a, like, a frosty is, I, 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 I don't know. names for milkshake, Brenda. Yeah, it pretty much is. That's, no, you're right. That's all, the what, right? <laughs> Are they not? Well, so I, I don't know if I would say it's not a milkshake, but I grew didn't like they say that they're all part of like a frozen food family, pretty much. Yeah, so maybe it was like, that. Like I, I it's different. F- that sort of thing is different to me from a milkshake because a milkshake is closer to liquid, right? Than than like a blizzard okay. or whatever the hell you want to call them is. I I don't know. That's that's my thought. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a very weird thing. It is. I mean, it goes back to the soup argument. Right. When they had that a while ago, too. Like, is cereal soup? I mean, no. <laughs> like, life is a matter of degrees. This is just the way things right. are. Right, exactly. I'm finding our conversation about milkshakes in our group chat 
but mm-hmm. uh oh the frap i remember the fraps yeah he thought a fra- oh that was fraps cuz fraps are in- that's what it was is is mitch said a frap is more right. of a milkshake than a frosty is which, which confused- i find fascinating uh- yeah, because, okay, because I could be wrong. Again, I'm not from this area originally, but my understanding is that a frap is a milkshake, and that is just what New England calls a milkshake. That they call it a frap. That is so interesting. Yeah, that's one word for it. <sighs> and apparently, what like, if you order a milkshake, you get, like, a frothy drink that is milk mixed up with flavored syrup, but, that's like, it's whipped so to the points that it's, like, lighter. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's completely stupid, because I remember the first time I saw that i assumed naturally that it was like pronounced frappe or something and i didn't say it out loud to someone thankfully but like you could understand how someone would like come to the conclusion that if you saw frap on a menu you would think like oh is this like a coffee drink or something it's a frappuccino yeah exactly you would think that any reasonable person would think that so bizarre it just makes you wonder if nick and mitch are speaking a completely different language when it comes to milkshakes like do do they mean the same food yeah, and that's that. Frankly, that's also what I'm wondering too, because it occurs to me when Mitch was having that conversation, maybe he was referring to milkshake in the New England sense of like just milk and syrup, and that's why he think a fr- he thinks a frap is thicker yeah. because a frap is a milkshake. I don't know. Look, these are the problems you have when like one area of the country stubbornly refuses to change what it calls yep. something. Well, give it fifty years, everybody will be speaking the same language. Even more than they are now, so. right? I don't know. Regionalisms like that can't survive like the internet. Can they? You would think not, but I don't know. We still, still have grinders, now. don't yeah. we? Yeah. And heroes and or hero heroes, all sorts of different things. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of this episode overall? You want to give it a review? Oh, let's talk uh, about I sorry, let's talk about drinking vinegar. Okay. Have you done it? No. No, neither have I. Because it's bullshit. <laughs> That's right. It is. It's for health. I've heard bad, that. Bad health. Yeah. I can't imagine I would enjoy doing that. No. And I don't think there's science. If if somebody listening to this has science about how drinking vinegar is good for you, I'd love mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it's not scientific per se. I mean, I would acknowledge that it is probably not bad for you, but I oh, yeah. would be hard pressed to find like what's good about it. I think it would immediately give me heartburn. Well, there is that. That's true. That's fair. For life. <laughs> or, or that. Yeah. <laughs> Could really, really uh, drank a lot of it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, have you ever had like kombucha? No, I haven't. That I'm don't. curious about. I think really. Really don't. I mean, have you seen pictures of like the SCOBY? Yeah, I have. Which terrifies me. Yeah, it's it's a very weird thing. It is. But I think I could I don't know what it tastes like, but I, I imagine I could probably learn to like it. I would say not great, but you should probably try it for yourself. Okay. It's like cuz it's like funky, right? Yes, that's one way of describing it. And like all funky things, it's disgusting the first time you eat it and then it's better later. Sure. Or it can become better as you get used to the idea of that flavor. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, in, in the sense that after you are drowning, you'll eventually get used to it for a while <laughs> before you die. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was wild that they tried this drinking vinegar. It seems like a very odd drink. Uh, yeah. Uh, but 
I, I mean, know. it just seems like a, a not very enjoyable, you know, snack or whack. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. walk away from that thinking like, oh, yeah, this is de- this is a definite snack. I would drink this vinegar again. So weird. All right. You want to give it a rating? Sure. I will go with four for this one, because even though I don't I still don't know what this restaurant is, uh, I enjoyed hearing them talking about it. I thought the discussion that it prompted was good, probably more interesting than the restaurant itself. And, uh, you know. Good guess. Some solid, uh, solid takes all around. I will give it four. Yeah, I enjoyed this one too. Uh, I'm going to give it four bad hashtags as well. Good conversation, good chat. You know, mm-hmm. nothing special, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Welcome yeah. to the Golden Record Club. Hey, this episode one thirty-two. Well done. Just like the Doughboys, we value your feedback. Let's open up the faux bag. <gasps> this week's email. This week's first email comes from Isaac Hansen. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Hey there, faux boys. I've sent an email before when you guys were on hiatus, I guess. It was asking if you guys were dead. I never got an answer, <laughs> but here you are, back again, so I guess you're all okay. Well, I we were. Brian might have been dead, and everyone else just didn't want to say anything, but then he was back for episode 13, too. I'm no, glad you're all alive, because I like the show. But I also like Podtime Foamcast, so I don't know if you can trust my judgment when it comes to matters of taste. Yeah, I guess I don't really have any questions. Sorry. With love, Isaac Hansen, <laughs> sent from my iPhone. Uh, well, that was very nice of him. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, our Thank second you, email Isaac. of the week comes from Brian Edwards, uh, the late Brian Edwards. Uh, uh, may he rest in peace. Who says, ahoy. Uh, who are you, Armin, picking up a phone? Ugh. Uh, Some sort of Canadian greeting, no doubt. <laughs> so bizarre. I think I cut you off. Were you saying something about Isaac's email? No, I was just saying like, he was, what was nice of him. It is nice very guy. sweet. Thank you, Isaac. Thanks for calling in and thanks for listening. Um, ahoy, says Brian. Uh, while Nick and Mitch struggled with the enormous task of naming their Mount Cookie Moors, I think I have mine. It's a combination of brands and specific cookies. Uh, and here is Brian included this this kind listener included his uh, Mount Cookie Moor, which I will read for you now. Uh, Oreos, uh, just regular, but I wouldn't kick a double stuff out of bed for eating crackers. Uh, peanut butter, that's item number two. Uh, item number three is white chocolate macadamia, and. Thin mints, number four. What are yours? Hmm. I assume Brendan's includes baked beans. Longtime listener, sometimes host, first time fan mail writer, Brian. So I didn't know that we could just email in instead of actually being on the show. Yeah, he actually which emailed changes in after telling us he wasn't going to be here for this record. Yeah, this changes how I'm going to be on the show. <laughs> from now on. I do not um, want this show to just be me reading emails from you, Rob and Brian. <laughs> that is not what i need Uh, this to be no i will communicate exclusively through my lawyer at some point in the future (laughs) um i'm I'm trying to think now because i know he had mentioned this like a week ago and i said to myself oh i should probably think of what mine would be because i knew he would bring this up and then i never actually did so i'm gonna have to like think on my feet which i'm not great at doing um all right so i have mine if if you want me to go first okay yeah go ahead because that'll allow um, me i just came up with it while you were worrying about how long i was going to take you to figure out yours uh here's wow. my mount cookie more uh starting with uh i took a leaf out of brian's book golden oreos i mm-hmm. fucking love golden oreos they're so good they really uh, are number two coming in with a classic chocolate chip can't leave mm-hmm. out the king of cookies chocolate chip number three is sugar cookies but only my mom's um, I don't really like most sugar cookies. She uses uh, a shortening instead of butter, which I mm-hmm. think really 
cleans up the flavor and I think it's delicious. Uh, and number four for me is uh, molasses ginger cookies, a soft molasses ginger cookie, a very cakey, chewy molasses ginger cookie. Nothing better in my book. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Um, I've got four off the top of my head. And I feel like these are just the first four I thought of that I would want to eat right <laughs> now and less like, you know, a canonical thing. But uh, I'll, Once you I'll say go it, with them. I know it is. Oh, well, here we go. Uh, the first one that I can think of would also probably be a chocolate chip cookie, but it would have to be of the right consistency. Mm. I like a cookie that is basically like in a semi-solid state. Um, if it's hard, I don't want it at all. So it would have to be one that's like still kind of gooey. Uh, the next one would be a thumbprint cookie. Is that Ooh, a regional thing? I th- I've had them, but they're not like a main cookie genre for me. Okay, so what they are for me mostly is because there is a, a supermarket chain in Western Pennsylvania and I think Ohio and West Virginia called Giant Eagle, and uh, they have thumbprint cookies at their bakery. They have both like just regular frosting ones in various colors, and they have chocolate ones. And I always like to get them whenever I go home because that is something that I just cannot find elsewhere at all. Like I've seen. I've had other thumbprint cookies in various other places, but it's just not quite the same. So that would probably be uh, my number two. My number three would be this one. Uh, This one, I think I had it in Newburyport, Massachusetts, in a bakery there, which was a salted chocolate cookie, uh, which was terrific. I'm a big fan of the mixing the sweet and the salty together. So that, uh, you know, that did a lot for me. And the fourth one is a type of cookie that my roommates in college would sometimes make. And she made... uh, I, I think I'm, I'm, I might be conflating two different recipes in my head, but I think what she did is it used Funfetti cake Ooh. batter as a base, and I think she also used vanilla pudding in oh it so God. that it had this really soft consistency, and I don't know how to make them, so <laughs> I can never have them again, and she lives in Texas now, so I don't Bummer. get this anymore, so but uh, they were really terrific. Funfetti, yeah, it's in the name. It's fun. I know, yeah. right? Not much you yeah, can say. Good. It covers pretty it. Basic, basic, but good. Like it our is. podcast. <laughs> That's right. Like us. Uh, anything else you want to cover on this episode, Brendan? Uh, not that I can Let's think slide of. Really. into the plug bag. What do you want to plug? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'll plug the concept of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Uh, what with it being December and all. So, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's be nice to each other, I guess, for the next, uh, what do we got left? Like 18 some days as we record this. Yeah. 19, 19 or so days before, uh, the year ends, if that's the calendar that you are following. So, you know, maybe try and be a, a decent person for a while. Um, I have another podcast called Why Do We Watch This? You can find it on iTunes. Sorry, you can find it on Apple Podcasts and you can find it on Stitcher uh, in which we take a movie that is not so great, talk about what is good, what is bad, make a drink for it, and then try and fix the movie. And uh, I think that's about all I got to plug. Um, I have subscribed to it. It's in my playlist, but I have been catching up on... (laughs) Super Mario Brothers Minute, which Rob had been talking up. Also a good plug. It's so good. Um, Check it out. It's really quite fun. 
Um, that's where Andrew and Emily, who who run Ben V Network, listen to mm-hmm. uh, or watch uh, Super Mario Brothers yeah. uh, one minute at a time, and it is great. Um, definitely check it out. There is a lot to be said about one minute. Of yeah, one seriously, the episodes. It is. It's it's wild. Yeah, it is. It is like I. I it, it's like paraphrasing and sort of making fun of a quote that rick mccallum said about the star wars prequel trilogy but it applies here every frame is so dense (laughs) there is so much going on and it is very true about that movie there is a lot going there visually um what else follow me on twitter at aaron staley follow the doughboys pay for the doughboys stuff give them money on patreon they deserve every every dollar you can give them if 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 our oh that that patreon thing that oh yeah with uh patreon so, jacking up the on. prices pa- yeah patreon what patreon did was jacked up but they basically made it so donors pay the fees now instead of donees don't don't whatever the people who get don't air don't air kebab right yeah very good yeah well the way so my understanding is they sort of like jacked up all the prices so that in theory if you were already giving say five dollars a month to the doughboys they were getting like i i, I don't know i would say like four dollars and 30 cents out of that or something like i'm probably that's probably not at all accurate but they were getting less than that five dollars and what they did now is they raised all the prices so that if you were donating five dollars before you're now donating i don't know like six fifty or something get five dollars and five dollars right there so they're getting the amount that you thought that Uh they were getting i suppose if you didn't really know how patreon is necessarily working but my understanding is that like most people who were on patreon were fine eating the cost of that it seems like a weird choice and it does and it came out of nowhere and there's not really there's nothing quite like Patreon right now. There are a couple of other services that are trying right. to get to that point, but like Patreon is the biggest one of those for yeah. a reason right now. So it's like they they effectively, you know, they changed all the rules. And if you have a problem with it, well, what are you going to do? It's not like you can take your stuff elsewhere. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. Um, I will say though, people just like leaving Patreon. And like not supporting people anymore mm-hmm. seems like a weird choice. It does. I mean, I guess it's like if you if you're really contributing to a lot each month yeah. or something like that to like several different, you know, artists yeah. or whatever, I can see how that can sort of unexpectedly jack up the cost. Yeah, of so you got to set aside. You got to jump down a, a, you know, a peg or whatever on one on some of them. No, but you do. I don't know. I, 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 like I said before, like vote with your money if you're mad at the company i guess take your money somewhere else but i mean that's like i sort of wish there was an option to give them the money without going yeah. through patreon but there's, but there's always going to be a service so, by which the money goes you know what i mean right. unless they do like a yeah, maximum no. fun thing and start their own donation system ah ideas. <laughs> speaking of which we'll be doing our faux drive next uh we will not be doing that necessarily no we're not deserving <laughs> of we should start a patreon um <laughs> i don't know what we would do with it we should start a kickstarter for our uh our uh, wing our uh, nugget eating contest well that makes sense um, yeah. just to bribe us to gotta pay for those yeah. nuts we're gonna do a nugget eating contest that's another plug um i don't really do anything else right now so whatever follow me on twitter instagram at aaron staley 
Uh, and yeah. I think that's it. Uh, so until next time, for Brendan, uh, I hope that you've <laughs> found what you're looking for. Andrew, <laughs> use that U2 track from last week. This is our new thing. We're doing, we're just doing the ending to you talking U2 to me. R.I.P. You talking U2 to me. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.